Hey, this is James H. Carr II from the Creepy Kingdom Podcast and the director of the Foolish Mortals documentary. And when I'm not making documentaries and creeping around my podcast, I'm listening to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. Tonight, I'm joined by my rotating Mickey Dude commentators, Kyle Ostrander. Harambe Market is now turning to Tim's Outdoor Slop Shack. <laughs> Classic. Chuck Fitzgerald. I, I, I can't think of anything better than that. <laughs> this, this episode in memory of Harambe. Oh. The, the marketplace, not the gorilla. <laughs> Our reporter from across the pond, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> that yes, is a very yes, true statement. It has been proven in the first 59 seconds of this episode. <laughs> and tonight, our regular host and producer, Greg Nevis and Pat Giannetti, can't be with us. And actually want to give a special shout-out to his son, Ethan, who uh, basically inspired this episode. He wanted to attend a very special character meal that does not really go together. And he was telling me this idea, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to run with it and make a show out of it. So in place of our two awesome hosts, we brought in a very special guest for tonight from the Disney Dude Podcast, not to be mixed up with the Mickey Dude Podcast. We have the host, Nick Room. No privacy at all around this place. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Dude. What's going on, Nick? Thanks for being here. Yeah, man, I love the show. It's uh, it's part of my repertoire of, of podcasts that I listen to regularly, man. It's it's great stuff. So we got fourteen listeners now. <laughs> Fifteen, I guess my wife counts. I, like we can each go through, right? Yeah. As long as she downloads it on her on, on her phone too. This way, she she has no choice. I just go in there and like automatically download stuff because I'm like inflate the numbers, right? That's exactly. Thing. I've done that. <laughs> I think uh, every podcaster has done that at one point or another. I'm just making sure it works. That's it. I'm just <laughs> testing, not inflating numbers. Who does that? Exactly. And Nick, before we start, uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your Disney history, who you are, and why you love Disney so much? Who are you? Well, uh, pretty much... I don't know. I've been going to Disney since I was like itty bitty. When I say itty bitty, I mean my grandparents took me from my mom when I was a year old and like ran off to Disney and was like, we're taking them to Disney World, so deal with it. Uh, <laughs> and I went every year for like, I don't know, man, 10, 12 years, something like that, 13 years maybe. And then I got to be real cool. My grandparents are like, you know, do you want to go to Disney? I was like, no, I'm too cool for that. And then I went back like two years later and was like, you know, yeah, I can go to Disney World. And they're like, that's nice. You can pay for it. I was like, huh. 
okay. <laughs> and then I realized, you know, how much Disney was. Went out, got a job. Finally ended up back in Disney. Uh, and it just kind of reconnected all of those emotions. And you realize how much, you know, Disney means to people with family and nostalgia and that whole thing. Um, and I wanted a way to kind of give people that when they're not down there and a way for me to talk about it without you know, annoying my wife or anybody else who has to deal with me on a daily basis. So I was like, you know what? I'll just record myself an hour a day. And if people want to listen to it, they can. So I'm not forcing people to listen to it per se, but you should all go listen to it. <laughs> we'll definitely tweet out a link to your show when this one comes out. All right. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, man, not a problem. So tonight I thought we would continue our previous episodes discussion of character meals. In our last show, we talked about just what character meals are offered at Disney. Most of our guys talked about some uh, family memories that they've had at those character meals, and be it good memories or bad memories. And tonight, I thought we would expand on that show by creating our own character experience. This can be anything in Walt Disney World, at any restaurant with any set of characters. Now, typically for a character meal for time constraints and everything, what usually happens is there's about five characters that meet on a rotating schedule around different tables. They come up to the table. They take a picture with uh, whoever's there. They kind of do a little bit of interaction, and they move on their way, sign some autographs first. And sometimes with uh, places like Cinderella's Royal Table, you have a character that will be the signature character of the meal that will offer a meet and greet at the beginning of the meal, take a picture, and then they kind of give you a free picture of, the, um, of you with that character at the end. So for tonight, the rules are pretty simple. And this is not Dave's tyranny. This is just, I'm going with Disney. <laughs> Laugh it up. Come on. I know you want to say something, Chuck. Come on. <laughs> so what you're saying is I have to keep the character budget underneath $15? Yes. Yes, you do. Great. Come on. Did you ever know anything in Disney that cost $15? Yeah, one thing. A pen. Yeah. I was thinking more of a pencil. It's a good pencil. Exactly. <laughs> but, yes, so typically five characters. You can add an extra character if it's a meet and greet at the beginning. And if you can, th Disney's all about theming. So if you can theme your meal, even better. And with that, gentlemen, who would like to go first? I knew that was going to happen. And for this one, we're going to travel across the pond first for our ranting Scotsman, Stephen. What's yeah. your character experience? I knew I'd be first. <laughs> uh, this may be a, a difficult one to actually pull off, uh, but I'm going to go for a, a Tron-themed restaurant. Uh, That's rad. With, I mean, I'm a big, big Tron fan, and I know obviously Pat had been in previous episodes saying that he'd never even seen the film, which I, I just can't understand. This is a thing that this would go really, really well in Hollywood studios, and I would probably take it in for the, the sci-fi dining theatre uh, restaurant and just totally read them, steam that. And I know that might not go down well either, because I know that's quite a popular restaurant with, with the folk going to to studios. Uh, obviously, in DCA, they did a big thing a few years ago with Electronica, uh, where there was a party every night and fireworks and DJs. But I'm, I'm going to sort of stick to that sort of theme. This is because it, it really went down well over there. Uh, it's very popular. I think it's sort of taken away from the, the aspect of your normal 
Disney characters, is it a meal sort of thing? You know, there's no cutesy characters there, or there's no princesses. It's just hardline characters. This is a but when you walk in, you'll meet Zeus, who was the sort of head of the, the nightclub. He's going to be a sort of meet and greet guy. I was going to put one of the other characters in there, but it just seems to be perfect for that sort of thing. He would meet and greet everybody coming in. He would just go over the top and, you know, throw his stick about and just make sure everybody's going to have a, a great time as they walk in. So when you walk into the, the restaurant, it'll be totally black, you know, apart from neon sort of strip lights going right the way around uh, the walls and uh, around the doors and even around the, the tables. So the fact that that's the only thing you're going to see is just going to stand out. This is so that when you, you go in, uh, there's going to be light cycles sort of strapped to the, the ceiling and there's going to be a big track and light cycles going round and round uh, the top of the uh, the ceiling. Uh, there's going to be screens everywhere across the room, a bit like the, the way they did in sort of Planet Hollywood and they'll show clips of the films uh, and all these screens. Uh, so when you sit down, it says you'll You'll get your, you'll sit in front of your plate and your plate will be there like an identity disc that you're eating off of. Uh, and you'll have a wee screen there as well so that you know actually have a, a server coming around actually asking you what you want to eat. You'll be able to interact with the screen directly with them and it's only when you, the, the food comes along you'll actually get your server there. Uh, I just think that everything's going to be really, really good. There's no signature meal as such at the restaurant. I said, I couldn't actually get my head around a signature meal because I know that most of the, the restaurants uh, do have that, but they will have a signature drink. This is a bit of bright orange and mango and passion fruit energy drink, which just obviously ties in with the, the rest of the, the sort of throwing aspect, just being high energy. This is in, even from the DCA Electronica. This is, there was a couple of drinks they had over there. It was a Gloito Mojito and a blinking Digitini Martini. So there'll be a couple of drinks there that people will be able to have. And I just, you'll have your characters there. You'll have like, like Tron and then his alter ego of Rizzler, you know, as a sort of bad guy. You'll have Clue as a bad guy as well. Uh, and then Sam Flynn and his, his, and his father, Kevin. And then Cora, you know, just wonder about the tables. I don't know how good this would actually fit in with everything that the normal character in me, but it is a step away from everything else. Uh, and then when you're, you're leaving at the end of the night, you'll go through Flynn's Arcade and just you'll be able to play different games there for the 80s, uh, including Space Paranoids, and just end the night off, you know, with what I, what I like as an 80s themed night. All right, Stephen, I totally respect your love of Tron, but having never seen it, I was getting a little bit confused on that one. So I'm going to suggest one thing. Now, first off, I did get to experience Electronica at DCA, and it was awesome. Even not even seeing the movie, there was just something that just kind of put you in it. As you're walking, you had to kind of watch that you wouldn't be be tripping because uh, these... uh, light-up shuffleboard players would be just going back and forth across the promenade shooting pucks at each other and they would just all of a sudden they would just like 
be under your feet as you were walking. So I can totally see the whole idea of uh, kind of making it all psychedelic and everything. But I think what I would do to kind of bring it from yesterday to today is I would mix Tron with Wreck-It Ralph and bring some Wreck-It Ralph characters in. <laughs> yeah, just tie in with the arcade. I just think... Exactly. No, being, being seen Electronica, I still can't believe that you've not seen Tron. You gotta see it desire. Once. It's a, it's kind of like a cardinal sin, right? Like Tron is like where it's at, man. Especially with the reboot that they tried to do and the animated series, that thing was that was on fire. It kind of bummed me out that it lost a little bit of steam. Yeah, yeah, the reboot was pretty horrible. I, I mean, I think that the writing could have been a little bit better, but I mean, graphically speaking, like Disney, they were onto something. And it kind of stinks that they threw their eggs in the wrong basket there. Yeah, well, as yes. I said before, it's Tomorrowland that really blew Tron three out of the water. I said if that made a wee bit more money. Uh, Tron 3 would have been a, a gore but because of the money it lost uh, Tron 3 was no yeah. more you can't blame Tomorrowland for Tron 3 not being made Tron 1 <laughs> no. and 2 were problematic enough the fact that yeah, they were yeah. going to try to reboot it again why don't they just make a live action Lion King oh wait oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that so watch your mouth said no one ever Hey, John Favreau, it's going to be great. John Favreau, like, everything he touches is gold. He can't, like, mess up. Mm -hmm. Jungle Book. Right? That wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But yeah, but Dude, not for nothing. Book was pretty rad. Where was the little Where was the little girl at the end singing about the water? Nowhere. Exactly. But it was, it was it a pretty cool jungle fight book. scene. But, Steven, if your arcade is a full-service bar, I'll be in the arcade all night long. And, you know, so that's that sounds fun right there. That's like they they got a place like that by me called Barcade. It's basically all '80s uh, video game arcade games and a full service bar, and then they they have spots for your drinks on it. If you're ever up by me, you guys got to come. No, oh, definitely. That's what they I should wish. do with Disney Quest right there. Just rethink, like just take Disney Quest and turn it into that. Nick, you're I genius. wish. Like save Disney Quest. Let's make it into that. Get Iger on the phone yes. now. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Now, I'm completely shocked that. It's been weeks, and every time I record with Chuck, I actually agree with him. So something is not right. So I think we're going to need to change this. So I'm going to go over to Chuck to hear his idea. And even if it is good, I'm going to have to find some reason to not like it and criticize. So Chuck, the floor is yours. Thank you, Senator. I hate it already. <laughs> this is going to be a little bit of a, a go with me here. It's not going to be go with me here in the extent that, hey, Tron will make a good restaurant, Steven. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! You know, th there's been hit. there's been a lot of resurgence in old things, things being made new again. For some reason, live action movies of cartoons, I I'll never understand that. So, kind of along that same sense, I'm going to suggest a little bit of a retheme of a restaurant that isn't even open yet. We're gonna okay. take Pizza Rizzo. And turn it into a sit-down character meal with the Muppets. Okay. I haven't really worked out all the semantics yet. Because, obviously, the Muppets are Muppets. It's not uh, a life-size thing like Big Bird, um, who is still a Muppet, by the way. Yes, but, I agree with that, too. Yes. Yeah, Kermit the Frog is a frog. So, we're going to have some details to work out here. But you, you could have Kermit. You could have Gonzo. It could be the sweetest... sweetest Try that again. <laughs> no one can say that right. I think that's why they did it. Think of the fish. Think of the fish. That, that doesn't help. Oh, 
Sweetums. <laughs> the Norwegians. The Norwegian. Alright, I got this. Sorry. Can we just leave that in the final cut? Yes, yes, we can. We must. Alright, so your, your l- let me try this again. Audio. All right. The Swedish chef could be the uh, theme of the restaurant. He could be the cook. I mean, imagine how fantastic that would be to have in a restaurant. I mean, the, the Muppets were supposed to be a lot bigger than they are right now once Disney signed the deal with Jim Henson. Unfortunately, Jim Henson passed away almost immediately after it. But they just opened up their new Liberty Square show. It looks hysterical. I really think that a Muppet-themed restaurant in the Muppet Courtyard would be fantastic. It would make a lot more sense than Pizza Planet did. And I'm one of the very few people, but I enjoyed that pizza. But I would really rather enjoy a uh, a Muppet-themed character interaction in Muppet Courtyard. What are your guys' thoughts? Man, I think you're onto something. Yes. I think it could be super rad. As a matter of fact, when I posted on my Facebook asking about this stuff, I uh, had a friend respond to me uh, saying that, you know, Muppets would be a great one. Obviously, since they are um, puppets, it would have to be stand-up regular characters. But I have seen Mm -hmm. larger versions of the Muppets. I mean, I used to remember going to uh, the Sesame Street Live events when I was younger at Madison Square Garden. So they had a whole Muppet one, too. So if it's a a life-size Kermit the Frog, I don't think I would mind. I don't think I would mind either, but it may throw it off. I've, I've put in a lot more thought to this than I probably should have. <laughs> uh, but you could have, like, windows, like, at the booths, like, on the end of the booth where the, the wall, quote-unquote, would be. And there could be, like, a window that would open up, and you would have your, like, a, a Muppet come up there. And it would ran- they would randomly appear, like, throughout the, the restaurant. So you could just have random little places where cast members could go hide and, like, pop out of. Like, in the movies, you see them pop out of barrels or, like a bar top, you know, like random places that they would have like hidden trap doors for here comes a Muppet. That way you don't end up with the the very scary Kermit the Frog that walked around for a while there. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was terrifying. Six foot tall. So there was one. I could have sworn yeah. I saw one one it, time. I, I think it was Kermit, but I, all I know is there were some Muppets that they made like life size and they were terrifying. <sighs> yeah, that that's really kind of what my concern is. I mean, a six foot tall Kermit the Frog could be problematic. Um, and a six foot tall Gonzo, I mean, he's a, well, he's a whatever. Carrying around a rubber <laughs> chicken. I, eh. the Fozzie Bear, okay, that one would work. Um, you could even have him do stand up. Just we can't serve tomatoes now that I think of it. Waka, waka, waka. Well, I have an idea then. I like Nick's idea, but if that's just not feasible on Disney's part for space and everything, you can do almost like they do at Artist Palette on the uh, Disney Wonder. It's almost like Turtle Talk with Crush. So you have basically screens that are by all of the all of the um, chairs and tables, and the Muppets come up and they have like a Turtle Talk uh, version where there's somebody interacting on screen with them from behind behind the scenes. And they could see the people, talk to the people, and then you could also have Sweetums running around as the mm. as the go to character, and you could even do face characters with Stantler and Waldorf. Get some old men and just kind of make them just look like the adults. Stantler and, and Waldorf. Around. 
Yeah. <laughs> you whatever. know what is it? Statler. 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 Okay. What I, I said, Statler. Okay. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. But, but I, I like the idea. But you know, when I was first thinking of this, I uh, I thought I was going to break the rules a little bit. I thought I was going to go with something like Hoopty Doo, where the Muppets actually perform a stage show. But I think that would be bending the rules a little bit too much because it wouldn't be a character interaction. It would be you watching a show while eating. So I don't know if that would be a little bit more feasible. But, you know, either way, I, I think the Muppets would do well, providing the food is good. I think if they offered maybe some audience participation, maybe that could work. But I'm with you on this one. Either which way, we need more Muppets in the park. More Muppets 2016. That's my vote. Meh. Yes. And what do you mean, The TV show wasn't horrible. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I was very upset that it got canceled. Well, okay. Uh, Yeah, like, it was good for people, like, it was good for, like, people of all ages. It reminded me of, like, a, I don't know. Yeah, seriously. Vert the Furk. It was not good Muppets. Uh, I'll give you this. But we really need to stop saying, it wasn't that bad. That should not be a bar that we should be setting. That's like a 5% or 50% bar. We, we should be striving for 100%. So we need these ideas to be big. We need them to work. And we need them to succeed. So not bad is not good enough. I, I don't know. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if I say that because, like, you, you got to ha- give them time to find their footing. I mean, if you look at some of the – yeah, I mean, you, you do get some of these, like, lightning strikes. But for the most part with TV shows and, you know, even rides in Disney World, they, they take tweaking. They take some time to find their audience mm-hmm. and their fan base so that they can start catering to them. So, I mean, you, you got to, like, you, you cast your net wide and then you narrow it down in order to kind of find your footing. I don't disagree, but I think the Muppets already had a fan base. And I think the Muppets already were successful. And then whatever happened, you know, I for, just to qualify this, I did enjoy the most recent Muppet uh, series. I thought it was very funny. I thought it was enjoyable, but it wasn't the Muppet show that I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting the Muppet show and maybe that's where my problem was. But I think it could have been better. And that's why we need to put them in the park at a character dining experience to give them the freedom to be the Muppets. I mean, think about it. The chef is going to be cooking food. He's throwing stuff everywhere. Singing tomatoes. I, yeah, that could almost be like a dinner show, man. That would be awesome. Yeah, that almost like a, a hibachi style. Uh. Oh, well, there you go. You could do it like hibachi style, but instead of having like uh, a, a hibachi chef, you, you just have like the Swedish chef cooking everybody's food. Hmm. Talking about throwing, they're getting rebooted about 20 times. You know, how many times is, is the Muppets going to have to get through this? Because you get film after film and series after series, and it, 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 it grabs folks' imagination for the first couple of shows, and then it sort of just dies a death. You know, it, it it just seems as if it's they just keep trying and trying. It's not really grasping on. The Muppets have run its course. I disagree, and Stephen's just mad that I didn't like his Tron idea. <laughs> I just I just keep coming back to the whole idea of the. Um, the food show, and I'm like, you know what? We can bring back food rocks at that point with the with the uh, Swedish f- fish, uh, the Swedish chef. fish, the Swedish <laughs> chef. <laughs> and you see where my mind is, because all I just I just want to have a chance to be back in the parks and hear veggie fruit fruit again. That's what YouTube's for. <laughs> well, food rocks didn't actually go anywhere. It's just hidden by doors at Sora now. Yes, this is true. I had this conversation earlier today with my friend Dan because the Reedy Creek Fire Department had to respond to an area near near there and he had to uh, give some directions because it still came up as food rocks. 
<laughs> All right. And with that said, Kyle. Yes, sir. What's your character meal? Well, I am going with a Star Wars themed restaurant. And they say we only have five characters per restaurant. Well, we had three restaurants in one restaurant, so it would be 15 characters. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, I'd like to see how you can circumvent these rules. Go ahead. Okay, watch this. <laughs> First thing, I'm not a big breakfast fan, so instead of having like a character breakfast sit-down meal, we have like a little outdoor patio-type area themed after like a Jakku slave market-type deal. Um, we just get some pastries and coffee. However, once you purchase your pastries and coffees, you may go into the Epcot character spot type thing and meet all the mass figures, bad guys, good guys, whoever, Vader, Fett, Captain Rex, up to five characters, of course. And then after, you know, once breakfast is over, it turns into a lounge, outdoor lounge, you get you some good drinks, some appetizers. Um, and once you go inside, you have a choice, either quick service or table service. You choose quick service, you go to, I don't know, stage right. And that's going to be based on the TV shows, the cartoons, the, the non-saga type shows like Rogue One. And you okay. Know, um, and again, kind of like, uh, be our guest, you go in there, order your food, sit down and come to you quick, sandwiches and stuff. Or you can go to the left or center, or backwards, or up or down. Who cares? And go to the table service, which is going to be strict, strictly saga-related. And then you're going to have uh, Luke, Han, all your characters you love. And that's going to sit down and have a good steak, a burger. Just don't order the Wookiee steak, because it could be a little chewy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was good. And I do have one question, though. I might have an answer. It in the morning and when you get to have these pastries and your coffee and you get and it then changes to the lounge what type of coffee will they be serving my friend uh joffrey's coffee exactly the official coffee of the mickey dudes podcast and hopefully be serving some kind of good most icy cantina brew we gotta get the guys on joffrey's on the phone for that i'm sure that could sing i mean i know it's not an original idea they have had a character dining experience with the galactic galactic uh sci-fi dining is that the correct thing Something like that. That was so awesome. Yeah, I did that one time. It was amazing. It was fun. It was all bad guys, but hopefully with this idea, it brings the whole the whole game of the Star Wars in. They also did the big five at um, Hollywood and Vine. Did that Basically, like Stormtrooper, Donald, and all that. My seven-year-old niece, when I was talking to her about this earlier today, she said she wanted to see that meal back because she's a huge uh, Star Wars fan, and she got to do that. She said, but... As much as she loves Winnie the Pooh, she would make Winnie the Pooh lunch and dinner at the Crystal Palace and make breakfast, a Star Wars meal at the Crystal Palace. And where they have the florals when you walk in Mm -hmm. with all of the uh, Winnie the Pooh topiaries, she said they should basically cover them up and have a huge Millennium Falcon in the foyer. Oh, yes. And I think one of the, if you go to the table servers, you're going to have a special table like a Millennium Falcon cockpit table. Yes. I'm still upset that, like, on the Disney cruise, I don't, there's not, like, an adult area that's, like, the Millennium Falcon. Like, what's up with that? I'm going to crash it. I will say one thing about about the uh, children's areas. If you ever happen to be, if any of you are um, listeners to WDW Radio and you see that Lou Mangello is doing a cruise, 
One of the good things about booking his cruise is he gets his group after after hours, after all the children have gone to bed, about maybe one in the morning, all the adults can go to the kids' club, and basically they have about two hours to play in the kids' club. It is the greatest thing. We wait to the, I did it on one cruise one time. All the bars closed, and then we got to go up and play in Toy Story. It was amazing. But wait, the bar closed? The bars closed at around 12, and then at 1 o'clock... At, at one o'clock, we had uh, one a.m. We had a reservation to go into the kids' club, and basically, it was all the adults from our group hanging out for like two hours in the kids' club on the cruise. On, on the cruise, it was great with no kids around. That's pretty rad. Yeah, I would. I would totally get down with that. I wouldn't wait till one o'clock in the morning to do it. Well, the kids had to be asleep, so that a lot of them had to get the babysitter service. All right, and with that, let's go. Actually, we're going to save our guests for last. I'm going to go next before we move on to our next topic. But like I said before, this episode was inspired by our buddy Pat's son, Ethan. And Ethan said he knows that it doesn't go together, but he would love to do a character breakfast that featured both Grumpy and Hercules. What they have to do with each other, he couldn't say, but... Based on that idea, I created the Yatsman Steakhouse Guy's Breakfast. Now, right now we have three character meals that have princesses that cater to little girls. This is the meal that is going to cater to the little boys. And when you go in, you're going to wait to go into the breakfast by waiting in the Cruise Cup Lounge, where you're going to get a private meet and greet with Hercules and get a picture with Hercules. As you walk in, there's going to be a selection of meat and potatoes on the table because, hey, it's a guy's meal, so you got to have all that meat and potatoes. And the signature drink is going to be Lefru's brew because what guy doesn't like to toss back a good brew no- nowadays? Walking around, you're going to have Grumpy because, hey, he's a little rough around the edges, but in the end, you see just how lovable he is. He's a tell-it-like-it-is man's man. Then you're going to have the ultimate in awesomeness, the one and only Captain Jack Sparrow. You got to have a little bit of a villain to it. So right out there, you know, he's ripped. He's going to do his push-ups. You need Gaston out there. Then as the meal is wrapping up, out comes Sarge to make all the kids do some exercise and burn off the calories of that meal. And then just for the fact that we are with, um, we are in good company in Disney World and behind every great man is a great woman, we have to have a little bit of a female presence to balance out all this testosterone in the room. So here comes Mulan to make her, make her rounds because, you know, she can tangle it up with, with the big boys. And that is my man's man's breakfast at the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Where's the bacon? Ooh. All the meat and potatoes are on the table, right but, out there, family style. But bacon yeah. is its own is its own uh, section there. It's meat, <laughs> bacon, and potatoes. Fair enough. Then plenty I, of I bacon to Kyle. go along, my my friend. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Plenty of bacon to go around. I got. You uh, just called Chuck me, and that is never going to happen again. Right? You're right because you can only strive to that level of greatness. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I got. I got one. Concern here. Maybe make Mulan. a suggestion. Suggestion here. Instead of Mulan, have Merida. No, come on. We could do better than this. She can whoop Mulan's tail. Whoa. Yeah, but yes. mine's mine. We're, we're getting personal here. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. We can do better than Mulan or Merida. Why can't we get Belle? 
she's Why too Belle? dainty. Why don't you want Belle in the in the restaurant? What is wrong with her? She's too dainty. No, no. Well, well, don't get me dainty. wrong. Belle what are you talking Belle about? Awesome. Dave said he wanted to balance out the restaurant. Well, so at let's just go with someone who's very attractive. No, no, no. Exactly. You, you're no. wrong. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of here. Yes, but but Mulan had to pretend to be a man and still kept her femininity in the process when she went back to her regular guys. Whatever. You're wrong. There we go. Uh-oh. Yeah, the streak's over. And now the bear was right her mother. <laughs> All right, I guess. So you want, you want Mera's mother there instead? You can't argue that. with that. <laughs> so, besides Belle, who else would you have? Mm. You probably have Princess Sophia there, too. <laughs> Ray. Yes. Okay. okay. I would definitely right. put yeah. Ray in. Yes. yes. Yeah, that would definitely work very well. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That would be awesome. And again, you are a genius. I can actually see changing out. Mulan with Ray. That's that. I need Ray in the parks like yesterday. Like it yeah. needs to happen. Well, it should be in the Star Wars theme restaurant I created. <laughs> Does she know that? Now, Good. Is, now, now, is that going to be built by the time I go in December? Like, I'll because this, this is happening. I'll talk to Iger on that one. All right, all right, yeah. Just shoot him a text message. <laughs> let him know December. We got to have it ready by then. Bob, get this thing done now. Send happy face emoji. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Happy face emoji. He's going to respond with new phone. Who's this? <laughs> Either that or one of those uh, code 63892. The person, you, the person you have called has a full answering machine or something like that. A message with box, a typo. Whatever. Yes. Then like black so you know that it's pure, it's pure garbage because they just don't want to talk to you. And I then, did that to a girl once. Then Disney Secret question. Service comes by and takes you away. Yes. Oh. But All right. He, I like the Ray idea, though. Yeah, that wins. That wins. You're a genius, Nick. Sometimes. Sometimes I try. You do a and pretty with good, that, good job tonight. We are going to go with our genius guest. And Nick, <laughs> what's going to be your character experience? All right. So lucky for me, uh, I came up with a, a whole new idea. At, like right when we started recording, it was like clicking away on my keyboard. Um, but I was going to say Star Wars. And then like lucky for me, like I had the idea and changed it. Uh, but I came up with the uh, the Disney decade, right? So Disney decade was this huge. We're gonna it's gonna be so big and ten years, whatever. You know, it's gonna be great. Uh, but this is gonna be like all the characters from the '90s. So it's like nostalgia central for me, at least. You know what I mean? And the characters we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna have Hercules because Hercules, right? Uh, Mulan, Aladdin, Launchpad McQuack. And now this character, the next character, is going to be the one that you meet when you walk in. If you've seen the Goofy movie, it's Powerline, because their Goofy movie is like non-existent nowadays. Like you, you can't find it anywhere. It's not on like DVD or Blu-ray, and I can't download it. And if I do, it's all like standard definition. So Disney, get on that. I need it like Ultra HD right now. But aside from that. The, the characters are just like a small part of it. The menu, like the buffet, would be themed around like 90s food, right? So all the food, you, like junk food you ate when you were like a kid. So you'd have like Dunkaroos, like giant Dunkaroos, just giant cookies with dipping Dunkaroo sauce. Uh, you would have like big like pizza rolls because pizza rolls are awesome and like bagel bites all that stuff like every little bit of junk food you ate when you were a kid it would be that but like cranked to 11 by disney that that would be like my ideal 
thing. And again, power line in the parks, singing the song. It would be great. That's kind of what I'm going for. The 90s restaurant. And I kind of want this to happen in Hollywood and Vine. I don't know why. Something about that kind of seems right. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking, though. Like a 90s-themed Disney restaurant. What are you guys thought on that? I like that. Yeah. I have to say, we definitely picked the right guest for this show. Because that was awesome. That's good. And with all your junk food and like the... The popularity of the peanut butter and jelly shake have like kids' cereal shakes, free pebble shakes, yes, kettle crunch shakes. Yes, oh, I here you go. You, you get uh, you can order uh, like it's called like just charm, so you get like a cup of like two percent milk, but it's got like three inches of just lucky Char- of just the charms from lucky charms on top, just marshmallows, exactly. Oh, nice. Yeah, with a little bit of milk at the bottom so you can say that it's a drink, and the, pl- yeah. the place mats of fruit roll ups. Oh, yes, that you can eat. Yes, we're going all out. Yes. I love it. Dave, Nick wins. Yes, Nick does. <laughs> Nick, Nick definitely wins. I just needed I, I needed to bring like all the nostalgia back at once. Like I said, and again, I'm going to keep saying this. I don't care. Anybody who will listen, we need Goofy Movie in HD like now. I need that to happen. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was, that was a, a pivotal moment in my childhood. There is one <laughs> thing that I feel that you missed in your uh, restaurant. You need oh, somebody who's wrong. Is it? No, you need cheese whiz. Cheese whiz. Cheese the leaning tower of cheese. Instead of like ketchup at your table, you have a bottle of cheese whiz. Exactly. You still need ketchup, though. Of course. Uh, of course. Wow. Yeah. Chuck <laughs> will put it on his Dunkaroos, but that's another story. Hey, if they're there. <laughs> oh man, I, I've I've wanted some. Like me and my wife made like Dunkaroos, like the actual dipping sauce, and we made giant cookies. It was great. It was awesome. I made like an ice cream sandwich, but instead of ice cream, it was Dunkaroo filling. It was amazing. Oh, wow, that's great. What the hell is yeah, Dunkaroo? I got, like, I, I'm pretty. Sh- oh man, I forgot. Uh, so back in the day, like you have, oh, man. Did you guys ever have like a little packet and it came with like cheese and crackers and you got a little plastic thing to Handy spread sacks. the cheese yeah. on your crackers? Candy sacks. Yeah. Yeah. They're still around. Okay. Well, they uh, back in the day they had like cookie ones, yep. but instead of cheese, it was like this icing frosting. And it was amazing. It was fantastic. Frosting. It was yes. like the center of an Oreo, but oh, right, better. Yeah, just it, 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 yeah. Yes. It and was. like sprinkles. And you had to wipe it on. You had to like actually spread it on your cookie or dunk it. All right. As the name Dunkaroo, yeah. <laughs> the, and there was a kangaroo involved for some reason, I guess. The nineties wasn't helping the child with Dunkaroo problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar Central. Oh yeah, that, that that's pretty. You could call the the new restaurant that Sugar Central. <laughs> just everything. Why don't we make one you called just Deep Sugar Fry Rush. Everything? Exactly. Uh-oh. Wait, hold on. Tie it over Uh-oh. to uh, tie it over to Vanilla Pivon Sweet, and but it's not the nineties. That's like. Yeah, I know. No, no, we just got distracted. Sorry. Oh, man, too bad. uh, It's sad that uh, Disney didn't get the uh, the licensing with uh, Nintendo like that other place did. And then they could have like that restaurant with all the like video game characters and a boy in his blob. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you just threw out that game. Wow. The greatest game out there with all all of the uh, jelly beans. You threw him the jelly bean, different flavor, and he would turn into something else. Oh, God, yes. That was the greatest. I'm going to have to, like, pull up. I think they just re-released that, that too. I think they put that out on, like, virtual console. It's awesome. Yeah, they're they're releasing that uh, little Nintendo entertainment system for, like, 60 bucks. It has, like, every single game. I refuse to buy it. Because if I, I buy it, wait. I will not leave my house for for a long time. And I that's got why too I many get things. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's I'll why skip I up, want to get it. I'll skip doing my runs, and it's just going to get bad. So I, I'm going to boycott it because I know I'll get addicted to it. I'll lose weight. I won't uh. eat. I'll not go to the bar, not go buy any beer. I'll lose a lot of weight, man. That's the perfect <laughs> way. <laughs> the, the Nintendo diet. <laughs> All right. And before we move on to our final uh, topic of the night, I just want to uh, read a couple of suggestions that I got from some friends. When discussing this uh, topic, um, one of our Mickey dudes was not as creative as others. Kyle. And was having a real hard time. <coughs> Kyle. Having a hard time. So I figured, all right, well, worst comes to worst. If he can't come up with something, I'll ask my Disney friends in the community what they uh, think. So with that, I got some great responses. My buddy Chris Bean said he'd like to see Tiana's place on the newly reimagined Disney Wonder with Tiana, Dr. Facilier, and then have Anastasia, Drizella, and the Wicked Stepmother crashing the party. Linda Andrews said, I would take Hollywood and Vine and alternate character experiences by day of the week. Monday, Fab Five. Tuesday, The Incredibles with Ed the Mode and Frozone. Wednesday, Zootopia. Thursday, Brave. Friday, Inside Out. Saturday, Disney Junior. Whoever is popular at the time. And Sunday, Toy Story. Similar to that, my friend Sue Downey said, I want a restaurant with rotating with a rotating cast in the studios so that an individual movie would be highlighted. For instance, The Incredibles Dining, with those characters and a buffet with foods inspired by that movie. Then maybe as new movies open or when old movies have an anniversary or a re-release, they can do something for a limited time with those characters. You can theme out the restaurant like an old-time theater with chandeliers and red velvet seats and curtains, maybe even a red carpet. The super looper, Joe Kotachi, said, My character meal would be at California Grill, and it would be a 21, adults 21 and over character only meal. The characters would consist of Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto, the Fab Five plus one, and they would be dressed in black tie evening wear costumes. It would be a classy character meet and greet with a red carpet and backdrop where photo pass photographers take your picture and you get ready to board the elevator to go upstairs to the restaurant also pictures can be taken with the characters on the observation deck overlooking the magic kingdom the food would consist of a buffet style including a carving stations and a venetian style hour at the end for desserts that just real quick that right there opens a whole new world of possibilities that it could be extremely dangerous like an adults only character dining i love that idea yeah like imagine going to like a star wars bar where it's actually like the cantina oh game over right there just like take my credit card and leave me be (laughs) my buddy joseph fick has said i'd love to see some sort of pixar based character dining i've seen walk around mike and sully in the parks and would definitely include them I'm not the biggest fan of the walk and walk around Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, but I think someone from that film would be needed. Maybe go a little left field and have Ed and the Mole. Woody and Jesse and Buzz from Toy Story would be nice. Others can be brought in as needed. As for characters at the entrance with whom everyone poses, I'm thinking about an audio animatronic Wally. Turning to location, I'd say somewhere in the studios, but don't have an opinion outside of that. My friend Heather Smith expands upon that with this could also work with the up crew and an animatronic Kevin at the entrance. Then our buddy John Peters from the WDW Main Street podcast had a similar idea for up and then came up with the following. How about Prince Naveen, Tiana, Louis the Gator, 
at boat rights at Port Orleans Riverside. My friend Melissa Ionetta said, I would like to see a Lion King and Jumble Book themed meal at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Heather Smith elaborated what it could be it could tie into the festival of Lion King if with breakfast hours at Suna, work with showtimes. She suggests then a photo op with the tumbling monkey troop. And finally, Scott Parker of the Taking the Florida Plunge group suggested a magic meal at Olivia's Cafe at Old Key West, his personal favorite restaurant. And the characters would be magical ones, so it would be the fairy godmother, a face character version of Genie, Hades, Oogie Boogie, and the Sanderson sisters. So I got some really great responses from that. I really love to see all of these come to fruition. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah. Like I said, yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome. I like the Zootopia one. I like that. I think that'd be really good in Animal Kingdom. It would just find really, really well. I don't know why no one thought about this, but when Nick was talking about his 90s theme restaurant, well, after I realized it wasn't a 90s movie a couple years really, earlier, but a Roger Rabbit theme dining experience oh my god oh that would be awesome <laughs> what is wrong with me like i like a oh, like a 19 awesome. was it the 20s or 30s i was based in it's been a while since i've seen it but yeah a diner the 20s or 30s oh diner. man and of course roger rabbit and eddie's walking around and where what's the bad guy's name again judge doom judge doom walking yeah. around the weasels that'd be fantastic oh come on but you need to have jessica in the city, oh, yes. Didn't, well, didn't they take dangerous. her from the Disney Springs? Yes, <laughs> they did that. actually. And they could have a signature drink called the Dip. Oh, yes. the Dip. Yeah, so. And for after hours, let me guess. Let me guess. For after hours, you get to search for the will. You want to? There you go. Think about the scene. I know. It's been a while since I've seen it though. That's sad. Go watch it right now. We'll I wait. got my DVD, right, my Blu-ray, right there. Okay. Cool. Everybody wait. <laughs> and afterwards, if you're waiting about shaving a haircut. I, I, I do watch the bonus, though, so it'll be like three and a half hours. I'll be back. I have an idea Good. for a Roger Rabbit show that we'll be doing at another time, and I think I'm going to bring Nick back for that one. Oh, I love Roger Rabbit. Please do. I'm, I'm, I've, I've watched it like three times in the past month, too. I don't know how I completely spaced on that. Awesome. I have to go now and start watching it again. I think it's on Netflix. No. It is. It is? I'm it's like, I, it was, it was, it, you know oh, how they take they stuff off, yeah. it was. Oh, uh, they took it off? I, they might have, I don't know, I'm I know just they saying took, it was. I knew they took Mulan off, and I was not happy about that. Did you, wait, alright, real quick, D- Disney gonna buy Netflix, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, yeah I Maybe. thought that they were supposed to have all the Disney stuff on Netflix now. No, it, that, it, was that was like September. some dumb reporter who yeah. reported wrong, it was like, Disney's gonna put all their stuff on Netflix, and then Disney was like, no, we're gonna put all the new stuff when we put stuff on, you know, we're going to Netflix with stuff, but not all of our stuff. And everybody was like, oh, it, it okay. Basically says, like, they have the rights. Netflix has first choice. And not every single yeah. movie's coming out there. Until Disney buys it, apparently. Mm. Disney's also going to be buying Twitter, apparently. <laughs> right? That's, That's some crazy stuff. Disney's just like, I got a checkbook. Uh, does anybody want money? Because we <laughs> want to buy stuff. It's crazy. Exactly. And now to finish out, we're going to ask our guest Nick a series of rapid fire questions that we put all of our special guests through in a segment we call the Piston Cup. Okay, and gentlemen, it's time to pay tribute to the great Lightning McQueen. Gentlemen, start your engines. And Kyle, floor it. Dole whip or citrus swirl? Dole whip. Go away. What? He's right. (laughs) 
that's the right answer. Yes, there is. is a right answer to that question. This, this and is I time. Chose it. This is time. This is time. Jim. Okay. I'm sorry. And, oh, gosh. <laughs> Chuck, floor it. Monorail or ferry launch? Monorail. You are redeemed. Monorail. Monorail. <laughs> Steven, floor it. Jungle Cruise or Kilimanjaro Safari? Jungle Cruise. Kyle, floor it. Favorite nighttime spectacular? Uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade. And you are right. You I liked you for a reason. Chuck, floor it. <laughs> the most underrated thing in Disney World today. Carousel of Progress. Okay, and we're right. coming down to the wire. Guys, you think it's going to make it? We had a little time. <laughs> Got to push it. Steven, floor it. Best place to relax in Disney. Hall of Presidents. Oops. <laughs> 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 and with that, we just missed it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Wait. No. I have to have one missing. I thought there weren't supposed to be right or wrong answers. There are. There so are. Right or wrong he answers. got them all right. No, he didn't. <laughs> and that's why he just... I may have gotten the last one wrong. People are going to yell at me for that one. Actually, You're supposed wait to pay attention. Our judges are reviewing the tape. He actually did make it, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, Yay. Nick. You won the Piston Cup. I'll expect my check uh, in the mail in the next couple days, right? Yeah, we sent it out last Wait. week. Ah, good, good. All right. That's your fees and taxes, of course. Actually, uh, it was, actually, I was going to send it out at the end of the month from the uh, mailbox on Discovery Island. Ah, after the next, you know, after taxes and everything, I end up owing you money, and that how you know yes. taxes work. Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> look for it. Look for it with the reopening of River Country. Oh, and they just <laughs> filled it with cement. <laughs> For more 6,000 point night bungalows. <laughs> and with that, gentlemen, let's go around and tell our listeners where they can find us on the interwebs. Chuckles, where can they find you? I am on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. Steven, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at SJM Disney. Kyle, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at Turkey Leg One. And the Facebook, again, if you're not easily offended, at <laughs> Kyle Ostrander. You can find me at Figments Reality on the Twitter machine and Dave Koch on Facebook. And Nick, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere uh, as far as social media is concerned at the Diz Dude. That's Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash the Diz Dude. Uh, and I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, and all that good stuff. It's the Disney Dude Podcast. Definitely, everybody, give it a listen. It's an awesome show, and we will definitely be uh, tweeting out links to your show when this one comes out. And to reach the Mickey Dudes, you can email us at themickeydudes at gmail.com. You can tweet us at the Mickey Dudes, and be sure to check out our blog site, www.themickeydudes.com, for original blog content by all of our Mickey Dude rotating commentators. And with that, ladies and gentlemen... Have a magical day. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.